Thank you for joining us for another podcast from Covenant Community Church. And now, today's message from Senior Pastor John Lofton. I'm going to be preaching a message called Dethroning the Dictator Within. <laughs> Glory to God. Y'all think, y'all stop thinking the way you're thinking because you're wrong. You don't even know what I'm talking about. I ain't talking. Amen. So we're going to use for a hashtag, hashtag 21 day C3 fast 2018. Amen. So again, this is going to be lightweight. Uh, I just want to share some things with you. Let's go into this. Uh, Thomas uh, Merton, he is a theologian. He made this statement about fasting. He said, when the faculties are empty, then your whole being listens. See, sometimes you have to uh, do something different in order for your spiritual antennae to go up. Amen? Uh, The South African uh, teacher and pastor, uh, Andrew Murray. How many of you have books by Andrew Murray? If you you are an intercessor, if you know anything about prayer, you need to be buying his books because he has some of the most powerful books on prayer. Andrew Murray said this about Fasting, he said, fasting and prayer. He said, prayer is reaching out after the unseen. You you see that? Prayer is reaching out after the unseen. Fasting is letting go of all that is seen and temporal. Is that a pretty clear definition of what fasting is and prayer? Fasting helps help fasting help express, deepen, and confirm the resolution that we are ready to sacrifice anything even ourselves, to attain what we seek for the kingdom of God. That's what prayer and fasting, that's what this is, this time of consecration. Uh, Fasting is probably one of the most misunderstood uh, subjects in the Bible. Now listen, I always teach this. Fasting, you don't fast to get something from God. You fast to get closer to God. And when you get closer to God, you can get whatever you need from God. Amen? So you don't, you don't really fast, say, I'm going to fast so God can move in this situation. No, you fast to get closer to him. Then you understand what decisions you need to make so that that situation can change. Come on now. Amen. Is that a good enough definition for you? Amen. Amen. And so, so fasting is not about what you're giving up. Fasting is about what you're gaining. Amen. See, you're just giving up some of that little temporal stuff that some of the stuff that we're eating anyway is not good for us. Amen. Right? Amen. All that sugar and stuff. We're going to get into that in a minute. So all that is is giving up something temporal, something that is seen. We're giving it up so that we can get something that is unseen. We get a closer relationship with Jesus. Isn't that what we want anyway, right? Amen. You want to hear from him. You want to make sure when you read the Bible, you actually understand what the Bible is saying. Amen. Actually, when God is speaking to you, he speaks to you with clarity and you understand it. You don't feel like, what in the world? Right? Like I do most of the time. I ain't lying. He'll say stuff, and I go, what, what, what? That don't make no sense. <laughs> yes, pastors. <laughs> you think pastors get clear, clear words all the time? No. <laughs> the words are so sporadic with pastors, but they, they got to look good in front of you. <laughs> oh, I hear from God. No, we don't. <laughs> we're just trying to make it. I ain't lying. We're just like, Lord, all right, we're going we're gonna to put this out there, Lord. <laughs> If it works, I know it's you. <laughs> if it doesn't work, I'm pulling it back. <laughs> okay? So that's really, we're all in the same boat. I don't, I mean, I hear from God sometimes. I've, I very, very seldom 
get an audible voice from God. Let me just be transparent as a man of God and a pastor. I very seldom get audible voices. Just I actually hear an audible. Sometimes when I hear it, I know it, and he'll speak, and I go, whoa, okay, I got to do that, right? Most of the time, it's an inner knowing, right? I know that's the Lord. I know you just told me, oh, God, sometimes, sometimes, not all, sometimes your body reacts. Sometimes you might get goosebumps. Sometimes your body reacts in a way because your body don't understand it. It's like, man, something is happening you know, you can. You don't even know what it is. It's like, man, God is up to something. <laughs> Something's happening, man. I don't know what. I can't put my finger on it, but man, I feel like God is doing something because I can't eat, man. I can't sleep. Every time I close my eyes, I see God. Something is going on, and I know it's not gas. <laughs> At least for some of us, it's not gas. And if it is gas, let's make sure you step out. I'm for real. I ain't lying. I ain't playing about it. Y'all step out of here. Okay. So, <laughs> so listen, believe it or not. Oh, I forgot to share this with you. Believe it or not, we all fast every day. Unless you have figured out, and maybe somebody has. <laughs> maybe you figured out how to eat while you sleep. You know, if you have, that's pretty interesting. Maybe that's why your bed is always dirty when you wake up. I don't know. So, so we fast every day when we go to sleep. That's why the first meal of the day is called break fast. That's where we get breakfast from, you breaking. Amen? So it's called break. Now y'all looking at me like, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Well, good. That's why you in church. See, in church, you, you learn new stuff. So what is fasting? What is fasting? Fasting is setting aside time normally spent pursuing physical needs for the purpose of pursuing spiritual nurturing. It is the deliberate abstinence from some form of physical gratification. Can everybody say this with me, physical gratification? <laughs> for a period of time in order to achieve a greater spiritual goal. Somebody say physical gratification. Now, so for us at Covenant Community Church, when we fast, we fast from physical gratification. If you're single, this don't mean anything to you because you shouldn't be fornicating in the first place. It shouldn't mean anything for single people because if you are a Christian, and I don't fudge the word of God, I stand flat-footed and give you the truth. If you're single, you shouldn't be fornicating. I call it exactly like the Bible calls it. Sex outside of marriage is fornication. It means it's illegal and you shouldn't be doing it. If you've been doing it, you need to repent today and stop doing it. If the person don't love you enough to give you a ring, stop giving it up. That's right. I, I, got, I got about two, two claps. This, this kind of preaching, 
<laughs> I know. I know this kind of preaching don't go over well because we got churches full of mixture. I wrote the book on it. And when the churches are full of mixture, you can't, if the pastor is dating somebody in the church, how is he going to tell somebody else how to live? And you got two or three women pregnant, and then you're going to get up there like you all. So what we do here at Covenant Community Church, listen, listen, this is not a law. What I'm about to tell you is not a law. This is what we do when we fast. We fast from physical gratification. If you're married, you should abstain from one another while you are fasting. It has to be consensual, though. If one person is not for it, then you got to do what you got to do. Amen? Now, listen, let me, let, me, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. As I was saying, it has to be consensual bef- between both of you. Amen? But listen, if you truly want to fast, You're saying to your flesh, I'm not going to give you what it wants. That little three-letter word is one of those things that has gotten everybody in trouble at one point or another. Amen? Amen. Amen. And so, so, listen. Now listen, listen, listen to me close. My poor daughter is so naive. Don't even ask. Don't, uh, uh. Okay, let's move on. So now i got to give you scripture on it, right? Okay, well, Pastor, where are you getting that from? Again, before I take you to the scripture, just know this is not a command. As your pastor, I can't command you to do anything, but I can give you the word of God. You decide on what you're going to follow. Amen? So don't take this out. And My pastor said we can't. He's in our bedroom. I ain't in your bed. I don't care what's going on in your bed. Now you can do whatever you want to do. You can be... And all that stuff. That's your business. I ain't. Mm. What's going on in my bedroom is what I'm concerned about, right? Amen. So let me give you the scripture so y'all can stop looking at me. <laughs> the Bible says, "Do not deprive one another sexual relations, except except with consent for a time, that you may give yourselves to fasting and prayer, and come together again, so that Satan does not tempt you because of your lack of self-control." That is in 1 Corinthians chapter 7, verse 5. That's why when we fast, we say it's from physical gratification. But listen, listen, if you just can't keep your hands off one another, that's just, oh, okay. Just go on about your business because I ain't, I ain't, don't be coming, pastor, my husband wouldn't keep his hands off of me. Don't bring me that kind of mess. <laughs> you think I want to hear that? I don't want to hear that. No. Y'all work that thing out among yourselves. Amen? That ain't my business, right? What I'm trying to do is to give you a biblical understanding of fasting. That's it. How you do it is up to you, amen? But listen, after that 21 days and you come back together, boy, boy. That's why we always tell the couples, to plan something nice 
after the 21 days, and it's like a honeymoon. We do. Amen. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Write this down. The bottomless pit is found in the book of Revelation, but that could very well describe the geographical location of a Christian stomach. I figured that laugh was going to be delayed because y'all thought I was going to say something deep. But I'm telling you something, saints of God, this thing can be like a bottomless pit, can't it? And so you just got to remember that, you know what? Man, I got to control King's stomach. Amen? So listen, there are different types of fasts. You got a complete fast where you fast from food and you just drink water only. Okay? The, the longest I've ever done this in my life, I fasted for three days water only. But I needed, we, 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 I needed some answers, right? I was desperate. So I just drank water for three days. Man, my knees were hurting, man. I was like, I'm like why are my knees hurting? And so, but you only do this fast specifically if God is telling you. Don't try this if God is not telling you because you can really get yourself sick, right? So this is called a complete fast. And listen, listen, for, for those who are super spiritual, and think that somehow you can fast for 40 days without eating, please, unless you heard an audible from God. And I mean, it was clear to where your, your house, the foundation of your house shifted. <laughs> don't, don't, don't be trying that. I'm trying to help you. Right? I'm trying to help you. So that's called a complete fast. Then there's the partial fast. I'm going to say partial. partial. That's the fast we're doing. Typically known as the Daniel's fast. If you read in the book of Daniel, Daniel fasted. He did a partial fast. He wouldn't eat the king's meat or eat the king's sweets. So a Daniel's fast typically is known as a fast as partial because you still eat. You just remove the meat. You remove the sweets. You remove that sweet tea. You remove that caffeine. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. And if you're at Covenant Community Church, you lose the bed. Right? So it's, it's from physical gratification. That's the partial fast. So um, then there's, there's another fast, um, which is it, it, like what we're doing now is called a corporate fast because we're, we're corporately praying as a church. But listen. The Bible said when you fast. So it didn't say when the church fast. It says when you fast. I'm hoping that after this fast that you will build up uh, enough faith to start scheduling your personal fast day every week. We should be fasting at least one day a week. It's really good for your body, right? Especially from, from all that red meat and sweets and stuff. You need to get rid of some of that stuff in the first place. A lot of times, um, when you, you, after the first week, you start feeling so much better. Once all that stuff. But you got to drink a lot of water because there's a lot of toxins that's going to build up inside of you because you're taking all that stuff out. So you drink that water so you can clean out the pipe that gets contaminated because we've been walking in the world. Amen? Amen. All right, so those are the different, and listen, that's why I said I'm just taking it slow so you guys can understand. And so hopefully I'm answering um, all of your questions. So why is it hard to fast? So I'm trying to ask the questions I had when, when I first started fasting. Why is it hard to fast? 
It's hard because day in and day out, we give King Stomach what it craves. Right? King Stomach craves caffeine. You go get coffee. You can be sitting at work and you go, oh, I need some coffee. So you go get coffee. Right? You can be sitting at work and say, mm, I think I want some chocolate chip cookies. So you go get some. Ch- so, so go to Mickey D's and get you some of them warm chocolate chip cookies. Don't ask me how I know they're warm. So, how you know they're warm? I ain't telling you. One of my co workers went. So, <laughs> they, just, they just happened to sit at my desk. But, and so, so listen, so whatever this thing craves, because you, you think, listen, tomorrow, it's going to be different than last Monday, because last Monday, you was like, hmm, what do I want to eat for lunch? Right? Okay, okay, okay. Okay, you guys are so holy and spiritual. It was me. I said, I wonder what I want to eat for lunch today. Do I want to go here? And when you're in Uptown, you got the pick of the litter of what you, that's why I love working in Uptown, but then it could be like crazy too because you eat all kinds of stuff and so so you just my stomach is like driving me to to whatever I don't even know what I want <coughs> I just know what my stomach wants king somebody say it with me king stomach right that's why it's hard because when you cut off king stomach king stomach don't like it and king stomach is going to do some stuff he'll upset he'll get upset on purpose and you can be in a meeting and go, excuse me. Because <laughs> King Stomach is mad that you haven't given it what it wants. And he said, listen, I'm going to act up. I'm going to make you go to the bathroom. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's the king. And we got to dethrone that dictator. That's what fasting is all about. It's like, oh, no, no, you're not going to control me anymore. I'm going to control you. Hallelujah. Yes, yes, yes. Praise the Lord. I know this is not exciting. I ain't coming here to be exciting. Amen? So where do we find this dictator first? So let's go to Genesis chapter 2 real quick. And we'll find out when did this dictator come in? Genesis chapter 2, verse 16. I'm going to read a few passages there. Genesis chapter 2, verse 16 and 17. When you get there, say, I have it. All right, Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17 says, uh, I can't read all of this because of the sake of time. I want you to get out of here so you can go eat. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Man, I know y'all over here now like, boy, I'm going to go get me that big old fat, juicy steak today. <laughs> We're not starting until tomorrow, so I'm going to eat all night. (laughs) I know this is what you're going to do. It's all right. Amen. Okay, so I can't read all of it, but I just want to read just two passages. And if you would just give me the liberty of not having to go through everything. I normally don't teach like that, but uh, I just want to pull some things out of this. It's verses 16 and 17. And it says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may eat freely. Or you may freely eat, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. And so uh, those two verses I want to talk to you about because let me just uh, see if I can uh, paraphrase this for, for the sake of clarity. Um, the Lord had built everything in the garden. He, everything was already supplied for Adam and Mrs. Adam because her name wasn't Eve until after the fall. So this is before the fall. Somebody say before the fall. 
So before the fall, her name was Adam. By the way, let me, can I digress for a second? Let me digress for a second. I'll come back to this. Um, I just saw something that was amazing to me. I don't know if, if you guys saw it. Men now are beginning to take the last name of their wives. Did y'all see that? You seen that? See, in the absence of truth, there's nothing but chaos. So you got men taking the last name of the wife. So they punking out. They taking the wife's daddy's name. So who's running the house? The wife's daddy. <laughs> so you can't even say anything when the dad is running your house. Because you got his. N- oh, I'm sorry. I just had to. I just when I read that, I was like, you know, and then then. OK, since I'm on my soapbox, can I give you one more? OK, I promise I go back to the word. But some stuff just make me go. Hmm. Um, there's a there's a school that has a new course called Queering the Bible. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Talking about God is queer. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I said, too. I said, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a gender-friendly Bible. Yeah. And it's, a, it's an actual course to get a college credit. I'm not going to tell you the school, but it, it is a school that's doing this. Now, listen, again. In the absence of truth, there's nothing but chaos. That's why the world does not like preachers. At at least like me. That's going to tell you the truth because I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to fill up heaven. Mm -hmm. And sometimes because I'm here to fill up heaven, I might lose some friends on the earth, but I'm going to have a whole lot of friends in heaven. Amen? Amen. And so I think you got dressed and came in this cold. Boy, it was so cold this morning. Both of my little dogs looked at me like, man, I ain't going out there. It was cold. You, you got up, you got dressed, got your babies ready to come in here to hear some old watered-down word that's not going to change your life. I don't believe you came in here for that. I believe you came in here for some truth, amen? And so, listen, the reason I try to, get to say things or talk about things like that is because these are the things that are smacking us in our faces. And I think churches need to be more relevant about what's going on in the world today because so, I want you to be equipped because when you start running into some people talking about they took this little queer class, then you can, you can straighten them out. Amen. Amen? Amen? Okay, so let me go back. So her name was Mrs. Adam because her name didn't change to Eve until after the fall. So this is before the fall. You can go ahead and check me on it. Just go read uh, Genesis chapter 5. The Bible says, and their names were Adam. So anyway, so God gave them the garden. It was full of trees, and he said, you can eat all from every tree in this garden you can eat from. You can freely eat from, somebody say every tree. But there was one tree, one tree. There was only one tree in the garden, the tree that was what? Good and evil. I call it in my book what? The tree of mixture, because it was good mixed with evil, all right? He said, don't eat from this tree. That dictator, King Stomach, was in Genesis. 
because it was the stomach that got us all in trouble. <laughs> Amen. Because the devil came or the serpent came to Mrs. Adam and, and gave her some stuff, right? He started talking to her, right? Okay, so, so I, I'm taking you slow because this, this, is, this, is, this is pretty good. So before I go back to what he said to her, check this out. For all that is in the world, you got the lust of the flesh, physical gratification, the lust of the eyes, craving what we see, and the pride of life, pride in our possessions. That's 1 John 2.16. Now listen, saints of God, this, this, this is powerful because when you jump over into Genesis chapter 3, I want to read something for you. Are you ready? In Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, he said to the woman, he was talking to the woman. Now Adam was standing right there. It's real clear if you read the end of this chapter. Adam was standing right there. Adam had every opportunity to rebuke that serpent from talking to his wife. Listen, let me tell you something, ladies. You better get you a man and know how to rebuke the devil when he comes into you your house. If you got somebody that's going to lay in the bed while you are praying, you are in trouble. Adam abdicated his responsibility and he didn't rebuke the serpent from talking to it. I should have, boy, what you doing up in my garden? It was Adam's garden. He had every right to say, get out. But she stood there and that serpent talked because women have more words than men. <laughs> they do. I mean, that's, that's, that's a fact. That's, 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 that's true. They do have more words uh, than us. <laughs> and God said, <laughs> and he said to the woman, <laughs> has God indeed said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? Listen to it, man, because he was conniving. And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat uh, we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, we shall not eat of it, nor shall we not touch it. Now, God didn't say you couldn't touch it, so she added plausibility into this statement because that's not what God said. Anytime you try to speak what God did not say, the devil has got you. God said don't eat from it. And you would just think if naturally he said don't eat from it, you couldn't touch it either. So she added to the word. You can't add or take away from the word of God. You, you, you keep it in its simplicity and teach it like it's read. Then the serpent said to the woman, you shall sh not surely die. For God said that the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So, so, so let me just stop there for a second. He said he gave, he, oh my God, he spoke something to this woman like all of a sudden she's going to get something to make her better than God. That's what the enemy does today. He will, he's speaking to this generation to say, God does not know best about your sexual identity, so you can create what you want. Did God really say that you? Yes, he said it. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them who? Male and female. He's not schizophrenic. And by the way, since God created the marriage, you can't recreate the marriage that you didn't create in the first place. Let me just read this last verse. So when the woman saw that the tree was good, 
lust of the flesh. She saw that the tree was good physical gratification. She saw that the tree was good and pleasant to the eyes. Lust of the, man. And, and one to make one wise. Pride of life. Right there, the enemy came in with the three things that he gets us with. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, pride of life. Every sin that all of us ever committed or ever will commit are tied up in those three right there. Most of it start with a look. You see something you want. Come on, fellas. Come on, man. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't get all holy on me now. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Couldn't nobody prowl like a man. Y'all know? Come on, let me go ahead and get in it. You at the club? And you looking. You on the hunt. Right? You proud. You, you pursuing. Right? You after. You don't go in there looking for the ugliest thing in there. <laughs> at least not at first. Night continue on, boy. And you had you didn't drop a couple of them. You <laughs> your standard stars. <laughs> <laughs> Women, y'all know what I'm talking about. The dude come up in there, you're like, ooh, he's so ugly. You drop the couple of them, you're like, mm, he don't look too bad. <laughs> Girl, he got a job. You know, you start you start compromising. You know. <laughs> And so that's where it starts, right? It starts with these eyes. You know, uh, in the Bible, uh, Job said, Job said, I make a covenant with my eyes. You know, and that's a prayer that I pray, Lord, help me with my eyes. I don't want to be gazing at women, right? But as men, let me just be honest with you, as men, it's easy. You just kind of, ooh, Lord. You know? So you got to have that, that snap back neck. Y'all know what I'm talking about? And see, sometimes that rubber band gets old. I ain't lying. Sometimes you, your head just lay on over there. <laughs> Man, I see some dudes in uptown, and some women don't know how to dress at work. And um, I'm just being honest. They're just like, girl, are you going to the club? I mean, like, dag, cover that up. And, uh, and then, you know, fellas, and we have to be careful because they come over and want to ask you a question, and they say, can I ask you something? And not unless you're standing up, you can't. I'm serious. I'm like, no, you're going to, no. Oh, 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 uh-uh. Because I'm not going to even be thinking about the question. Because if the sister's in my face, can I, can I just talk real with you guys? I, I'm, I, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, yeah, you can ask me. <laughs> go ahead and ask. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> so I mean, listen, the same stuff we the pastors deal with the same stuff everybody deal with. They just don't want to talk about how lustful they are. Listen, 
Lust is in my DNA. I'm a man. My flesh did not get saved. It will not ever be saved. I will always have a lustful flesh. That's why I have to pray, worship, and fast so that I can increase the spirit man in me so the spirit man tells my lust, stop it. Turn your head around, close your eyes, and think about me. Set your mind on things above and not on the earth. That was strong. <laughs> Write this down. Don't let your need for the moment outweigh your need for life. See, that dictator, that dictator tomorrow, tomorrow, saints, that dictator is going to say, you need coffee. Tomorrow. Yep. In the morning. Before you even get to work. This dictator is going to say, I need coffee. And when you get to work, this dictator is going to say, okay, I need a biscuit. <laughs> From Bojangles, the chicken biscuit. Don't ask me how I know they are so good. But when people on my job eat them, man, it's crumbs. <laughs> it's crumbs everywhere. Clean this place up. <laughs> Man, oh man, this dictator is going to need, I, I, I need a hamburger. I, I need that. I need it right now. With cheese, right? And bacon. Got to have a bacon, right? So that's, I'm telling, am I talking the truth here? See, see, but don't let your need for the moment outweigh your need for life. Amen? Because you can pull that stuff out of your diet and you can live a longer life. What are the results of fasting? Fasting renews our spiritual vitality and attracts the blessings of God. So you got to ask yourself in what we're doing, is this good for me long term? Right? Is it good for me long term? That, that's what anything, saints of God. Is it good for me long term? Is this relationship good for me long term? Right? This is with anything. If, is, is eating these old greasy hamburgers every day good for me long term? eating a big old juicy fat porterhouse and you just cut and it just fall off the good gracious but is that eating that every day good for you absolutely not get off of that sweet tea and all those cakes cakes and cookie cakes <laughs> see king stomach <laughs> cookies and cakes right my, now, I have a weakness. It's sweets. My family knows it. I love, I'm, I'm telling you, y'all pray my strength in the Lord. I love sweets. I like cookies. I like cakes, pies, all of the above, right? And I like a lot of it with whipped cream. I like it. No, no, baby. She knows. I do. I love it. So that's my, my, my thing is not coffee. It, it's, really, it's really not the meat either. I can, I can eat enough beans. But listen, when you guys eat these beans... <laughs> Let me just stop for a second. I'm, <laughs> I just got a quickening right there, and the Lord touched me and said, boy, you, you need to talk to them about that right there. Because, oh, Lord Jesus, beans will give you a quickening. 
<laughs> respect your family. I'm just saying, respect your family. Saints can, ooh, is it okay if I just talk like this today? Respect each other. I mean, amen. It ain't funny. That ain't, ain't, nothing, ain't, that ain't funny. Amen. So just, just respect each other. Amen. Okay. So ask yourself, is this, <laughs> y'all keep throwing me off of my message. Is this going to bring me closer to God or drive me further from his presence? Right? So in anything that we do. So now let me give you some things here. Look at Isaiah chapter 58, verse 6. I wrote it down so you didn't have to turn there because I want to wrap this up. Is, is this, this is the Lord. He's speaking through the prophet Isaiah because they were fasting for personal gain. They were fasting to look good in front of people, right? They were religious people, right? So this is, God came to rebuke them through the prophet Isaiah. He said, is this not the fast that I have chosen? To loose the bands of wickedness, to undo the heavy burdens, to let the oppressed go free, and that you break every yoke. This is what fasting does, saints. These are the results right here. When you fast, you have the power to loose the bands of wickedness. See, when you fast, you get spiritually uh, equipped to come against those things that have had you bound up. Amen, somebody? And so sometimes, and, and there's nothing greater than being bound up in your mind. Old ways of thinking and traditionalism and you know, my mama said this, and my daddy always, just because they did it don't mean you have to do it. Well, the church always did it this way. I don't care nothing how the church did stuff. I get people criticize me because I don't have a watch night service. I'm like, well, pastor, you don't have a watch night service? No, God hadn't told me nothing about no watch night. You find a watch night service in the Bible. It ain't in there. You ain't going to find it in there. I ain't doing that. Thank you. Well, I want to be at home. See, when I was out there drinking, I was the one driving New Year's Eve. I don't want to be out there on the street with all these drunks. And some of them coming from church. So I say, listen, go have fun. Go to a watch night service or just stay home. Oh, that's what we're going to be. We're going to be at the house, right? So listen, do what God has called you to do. Don't, don't let nobody make you do something because everybody else is doing it. That's one thing you're not going to, you don't have to worry about that with me as your pastor. If there's something that I don't feel like is really necessary, and then we can focus on family, which is really more important to me than having a church service. That, that you look good and, ooh, come to my service. I got, I got, I got uh, uh, this famous singer going to be in here. So I don't care nothing about no famous singer. I can, I can play that on the radio. Amen? And so, no, 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 I don't do that. Now, I'm not knocking it if that's what they want to do because they, all, they have always done it. But if you ask any pastor, why do you do it? They can't tell you. And I'm in Atlanta, I'm pastors all the time. They say, oh, pastor, you having a watch night service? No, I don't have those. And they shut down. Don't even ask me why. Ow. Oh, you don't have a watch night service? No. You do? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> they don't say, well, why don't you do it? Because the Lord wants you to. Because they know it's not the Lord. All right. 
power to undo heavy burdens. I don't know. Sometimes you can have heavy burdens on yourself. And listen, 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 listen. Don't ever take on somebody else's burdens. Not even your children's. God never said that we are to take on heavy burdens. He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, take my yoke. Right? You're not even supposed to be carrying your own burden. So why are you carrying the burdens of somebody else? Fasting will get your, your perspective right. Because you'd be like, man, why am I holding on to that? Man, oh, I'm letting y'all go. I'm excusing myself from you. <laughs> hey, that's my stuff. Power to let the oppressed go free. That, there you go. You got to let some people go. Amen. Including yourself. This is how you let yourself go. Forgive the people who hurt you. Because forgiveness is not for them, it's for you. Right? So when you harbor unforgiveness, it's like drinking poison, but you expect another person to die. That's unforgiveness. There, they're going on about their business, but you're all mad and vexed. You can't eat. You can't sleep. Well, let it go. Fasting will do that. And then you have the power to break the yoke. Now, a lot of people don't know what a yoke is. A yoke is actually a yoke of your mind. Yeah. See, religious people have a yoke on their minds because they think that because you're doing some ritualistic activity, somehow you're closer to God. But activity is not necessarily accomplishment. Just because you look busy don't mean you're accomplishing anything. Boy, I'm preaching better than y'all letting on today. Amen? All right, so I'm, I'm done. I got one more slide. It's the practical piece. Here's the practical plan, and I'm done. If you have a medical condition, you need to consult your doctor before fasting, and I am very serious about this. If you've never done this before and you're on medication, don't do this. Make sure you talk with your doctor because I don't want you to get sick. Start weaning yourself from coffee, sweets, and heavy meats. You can start today, but I know you're not. <laughs> so I just thought I put <laughs> I just thought I put that up there for, <laughs> for for some clarity. So you may have caffeine headaches. How many of you just just drink you drink the leaded coffee? It's just full of right. Now, if you go cold turkey, you are going to have caffeine headaches, right? And they are they are. They're, they're, oh man, those things are vicious, too. They're vicious. I hated it. That's why I went, I went, when I was diagnosed with cancer, I went caffeine-free. So now it doesn't bother me. I just do it for the taste. I don't do it for the caffeine. Amen? And so try to wean yourself um, off of that. Uh, drink room. Um, um, oh, so when you have those hunger pangs, if you just drink room temperature water, that'll help. Not cold, because it'll shock your organs. So you want room temperature water. Your, the best water is like coconut water or um, real alkaline water. If you are drinking alkaline water and it's cold, that's not real alkaline water, because alkaline water is room temperature, right? So drink a lot of water. Start your fasting journal or your personal development plan. I've been talking about that. You know, different things that you're seeking the Lord for as you're going through this fast. There are going to be some testimonies uh, as we're going through this fast. Please, please go out to our church's Facebook page and share your testimonies using that hashtag 21 Day C3 Fast 2018. What has God done? Because some people are going to get some answers right away. Other people are going to get some later on. But we get encouraged by the testimonies of other people. 
right? And you might be going through your fast and you might be struggling, but you read a testimony that can help, you know, kick you in the gear to go, you know, I can make this last week, you know? And, and so we want to use that as an encouragement. Foods to avoid, uh, meat, bread, caffeine, carbonated drinks, alcoholic drinks, including wine, yes. And be careful with grapefruit and tomato juices because they're very acidic, right? Again, this is the practical plan. People over 40, consider doing some form of colon cleansing. While you're removing all of this stuff out of your diet, it would be good to go ahead and, and do a good cleansing. Hello, somebody. Because once you reach 50, you, you're going to have to go see the man. And he'll clean it out for you. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, Lord, help me today. This is not about what you're giving up. It's about what you're gaining. Amen? We hope you've been blessed by today's powerful teaching. Thank you for your continued prayers and financial support of this ministry. Visit us in person at 5805 West Highway 74 in Indian Trail, North Carolina. That's near Lowe's Hardware. Or you can find us on the web at www.changeatc3.org. That's change, C-H-A-N-G-E-A-T-C, the number three, dot org. Or call us at 704-821-7368. Covenant Community Church, where the truth is revealed.